0: Maybe you're at a loss for meaningful, life-giving words these days.
1: Not information or arguments or agendas, but wonder and hope that meet your empathetic and curious faith with a fresh word.
0: We are a guild of pastors always rooted in ancient text, but friendly to laughter, art, sarcasm, and a bit of sacrilege.
1: Wander with us while our perspectives, our attitudes, and our faith are altered for a new generation of being the church.
0: We are Altar Guild.
1: We are Altar Guild.
0: We are Altar Guild.
1: We are Altar Guild.
0: In the Gospel of Matthew, the Christmas story begins not with a visit from an angel, not with the shepherds in their fields, but with a long, long list of names. In this episode, Miriam talks about the importance of naming How the naming of stories and pain and anger and grief free us. She speaks words of empowerment and comfort to those who need to be heard. And words of challenge to those of us who need to listen.
1: A couple weeks ago, Saturday Night Live put out a sketch titled, Welcome to Hell, written and performed by their female comedians. It was a music video spoof and looked something like a Candyland-esque Katy Perry music video. In comedically innocent voices, the women started talking to men about all the powerful men who have been outed as serial predators this year, and they end the opening monologue by saying, and it's like, dang, is this the world now? To which they respond, here's a little secret that every girl knows, this has been the damn world. It has been such a breath of fresh air over the last five or ten years to see space finally given to women, people of color, LGBTQIA people, and many, many other marginalized groups. Groups that are saying, this has been the world, and we're finally getting the space to name it publicly now, so you're just starting to see it. We're getting to name what has always been. There's so much freedom and healing in getting to name things for what they are. One of the parts of the Christmas story that we don't often read is the very first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And we don't read it because, quite frankly, it's super boring. It's the genealogy of Jesus. In other words, it's a list of names, 47 names to be exact, that are major players in Jesus' family tree starting at Abraham, continuing with King David, and ending at Jesus. Genealogies were origin stories. They were often used to prove someone's connection to someone famous in the past, and for Jesus, this genealogy makes it clear that he is a true Israelite and a true king. The interesting and rare thing about this opening chapter of the Christmas story is that it names women. This was truly, truly rare in a generation's chart. No one named a woman as a part of someone's history or origin story at the time. But this chapter does. It names five women. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, who's not called by name but her experience is named, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Tamar pretended to be a prostitute. Rahab was a prostitute. Ruth was an assertive woman who knew what she wanted. Bathsheba was raped by a high-profile man in power, and Mary was the mother of Jesus. These women's names are named. These women's stories are named. Their entanglement in the patriarchy, their subversion of it, their pain and woundedness and power and confusion within it are named. This fall, thousands and thousands of women have finally, finally gotten to name their experience of sexual assault and harassment and boundary violations from daily street harassment to power abuse at the highest levels. Me too, we have said. Me Too. And I believe this has been possible because of all of the truth tellers of the last decade. Those who finally got public space to say, black lives matter, who could speak the truth that black lives haven't mattered to those in power and say, we're here to affirm that they actually do. The Me Too movement is possible because of black women who started the movement Say Her Name, to name black women's specific experience with police brutality. It's possible because of the names we read on Trans Day of Remembrance. The saying of names, the telling of stories, these are our modern day genealogy of how we have failed those who need us. And only in naming them can we change them. And for those of us on the receiving side of these stories, for those of us hearing them for the first time, this is a pivotal moment. How we react now, how we react to the naming of stories and claiming of space will determine how these wounds are healed. I've heard people say I'm not responsible for the actions of my ancestors. But have we actually taken time to listen to the impact of the actions of our ancestors? Have we opened up space for that to be named? Can we set aside our own fear and shame long enough to open space in ourselves to hear these stories and take them in and sit with the idea that there are realities other than ours that need to be heard? When we hear women finally tell their stories of abuse after decades of silence, do we worry about how we can't hug people anymore? Or do we ask women about their experiences of harassment with open hearts and minds that are willing to be changed? When we hear black mothers of dying children cry that their children mattered, do we insist that other lives matter too? Or do we listen compassionately to the experiences of people of color in our country and affirm their humanity? Do we believe people when they say their bodies and souls have been violated, wounded, and devalued. We are called in this season of Jesus's birth to be tender, to be opened, to let ourselves be turned outward toward our neighbors near and far. Christmas is when love incarnate comes into the world when God sends the one who will turn the world around and bend us all toward justice. If, as Cornel West says, justice is what love looks like in public, how are we loving this season? How are we creating space for naming what is? For those whose stories have been dominant for many years and who are needing to fit new voices into our narratives, let us be humble. Let us be open. Let us forge space for those we have so long ignored. For those who need our stories and voices to be heard for the first time, know that you are called by name. Know that you are heard and valued and beloved. Let yourself be loud and broken and finally, finally, let yourself be healed by the power of naming your truth.
0: Alter Guild is hosted by Meta Herrick Carlson, Matthew Ian Fleming, Miriam Samuelson-Roberts, and Derek Tronsgaard, with edits by Matt and Derek. Today's episode was written by Miriam Samuelson-Roberts, with music by Dotted Lines, Kappa, Kevin Graham, Atlas, and Aaron Sprinkle. You can visit our website at alterguild.org, that's A-L-T-E-R, and find us on Twitter and Facebook at Alter Guild. To listen more of our episodes or to subscribe, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else fine podcasts are sold. And if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for our next episode. And in the meantime, go in peace, listen, love, serve, and alter.